Good morning, and welcome to another edition of Better Living, a show about the people and organizations that make an impact around Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm your host this week, JT of 100.3 Jack FM. Thanks for joining me. Later on in this hour, we'll catch up with the American Diabetes Association. They've got a few virtual fundraisers coming up to tell you about, as well as provide some valuable information regarding diabetes and COVID-19. But joining us to kick off the program is a wonderful organization I'm sure you know about, Big Brothers and Big Sisters, Lone Star, Tarrant County. As you know, Big Brothers, Big Sisters is mentoring so many of the youth here in Texas, giving them one-on-one interaction and attention they so richly deserve. Cassie Rodriguez from this wonderful North Texas nonprofit joins us now. Cassie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Your organization may have the biggest brand in nonprofit, but what I want to know is what makes the Lone Star Tarrant County, what makes your market unique and special? What makes our market unique and special are the people, the kids. Um, we serve, the kids of Tarrant County are amazing. The people that support us, you know, Fort Worth, it's a family. They're in through. So you have that big town um, atmosphere, but you have that small town feel. So that's kind of what separates us from Houston and Dallas is, is we still like to take care of one another. And we have that strong community impact. I agree. I I spent five years in in Fort Worth at TCU, and all my friends who came from smaller towns used to say the same thing. They loved the the small town feel in the big city atmosphere. So, Yeah, we take care of each other here. I I concur. Um, So the answer is better people. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't say better. I know you did. I did. (laughs) I did. I'm just I'm just bringing some some liveliness into this Sunday morning program, Cassie. Um, So tell us about how you got involved and your how it evolved into the uh, current uh, position that you hold now. Oh, my gosh, that's such a long story. And it's been such an amazing adventure. So I actually started out as a VISTA, an AmeriCorps VISTA. Have, have you ever heard of that? I don't think so. So kind of the short version to explain it is it's kind of, it's a chapter of the Peace Corps, but you stay here in America. So instead of going to Africa or, or someplace else, you kind of help your local communities in America. So you're um, posted here. I lived in Fort Worth, the Fort Worth area, for 20 years. I moved away thinking I was, you know, kind of done with it, needed to get away from the big city. Moved to West Texas for a little bit and decided, okay, I'm going to join AmeriCorps. I'm going to see where it sends me, and it sent me right back to Fort Worth. <laughs> <laughs> what are the chances? What are the chances? Out of, I, I, I applied all kinds of places, but it sent me right back to Fort Worth, and it sent me right back to Big Brothers Big Sisters, and I have loved it ever since. I've I've belonged right here ever since. So, very cool. Um, and and what is your your current uh, role with Big Brothers Big Sisters? So all of us, you know, in the nonprofit world, are kind of a jack of all trades. But my title is recruitment manager. So it's my job to kind of go out into the community, talk about Big Brothers Big Sisters, talk about the amazing stuff that we have going on, and help find bigs for my littles that are on that wait list. So in your role and recruitment being a huge part of that, what is the process? Like, let's say you wanted to find me or someone like me uh, to come be part of it. How, how would you seek me out and then go about recruiting? So 
I go through different avenues. I'll go through happy hours, social events, networking events. We'll come to your place of business and do lunch and learns, um, be a part of your newsletter, be a part of your church newsletter. It's my job to get the word out there as much as possible. This is one of my favorite subjects to talk about, and I have no problem doing that. <laughs> Very cool. And and then on the other side, let's say you um, – uh, and I, I didn't connect to it through you, but I was just interested. Maybe I hear this interview on the radio and I think I might want to get involved. What is What does that process look like? Right now, the easiest way to start the process is texting. Um, we text the word BIG, it's B-I-G, to the number 474747. That's going to give you a text message back that gives you all the information on, on different ways you can get involved with Big Brothers Big Sisters. That will start your process. Um, you can go through our website, which is www.bbbstx.org. That's also a different way to start the website. All of it gives you um, our application process, and all of it will give you information on how to become a big. And then, of course, I'm always here to help answer questions. Great. So there is an application process. So what are sort of the the um, the the paramount things that you're looking for in a potential big brother or big sister? Um, we want you to be involved. We want you to be ready to commit to a little for at least a year. Studies show that it takes, um, depending on which program you're in for, but studies show that it takes about a year to have that strong connection and that strong bond with a kid. Um, You'll go through, you know, filling out the information, filling out your personal information. Um, you'll want to we'll ask for a driver's license. We do layered background checks, which is really important because we are potentially, you know, handing over this kid for you to mentor. So we want to make sure that you're safe and we want to keep our little safe. You'll go through an interview process, which will ask you a lot of questions. Hmm. And when we're asking you those questions, you're kind of like, why do you need to know about this stuff? But it's great because the littles have gone through the same process, so we're looking for your match. And that's what kind of sets Big Brothers Big Sisters apart from most mentoring programs because I'm not going to match you with just the first kid that's been waiting the longest. I'm going to match you with the one that's the best fit for you. So that's what's really cool about it. That makes sense. And so let's say I go through the application process and um, I've been selected to, to be a big brother or a big sister and I've committed to uh, at least a year. How, how does that process start off with, you know, you, you have your match, let's say, and what are the, what are the um, types of, you know, first encounters, or how how does it evolve within that first year, the relationship between uh, the big and the little? So this is also kind of one of my favorite things about Big Brothers Big Sisters, and, and it's another thing that sets us apart. We've been doing this for over 100 years, and we have gotten it down right. We know those people, you know, that are trained social workers, they know what they're doing, and when you're matched, you have a trained social worker that's with you, when you are introduced, they kind of help you give you tidbits on what to talk about, um, how it's going, like introducing you to the parents, um, depending, again, on which program you're a part of. But you'll have somebody with you that very first meeting. And then you'll have a trained social worker that stays with you the entire time you're matched. So if you're matched for a year, if you're matched for 15 years, 
you will have somebody that stays with you, that supports you, that supports your little, and takes care of you guys along the way. Because, you know, who's, who's really equipped to know um, how to handle a 14-year-old or the things that happen in today's world with a 14-year-old? I know I've depended on my Mac support specialist a lot these, um, these last few months during COVID because, Honestly, she's asking questions, and I really don't know how to help her, so I've turned to that MAT support specialist who's given me tips and ideas and ways to kind of reassure her through this process, and that is what's amazing about Big Brothers Big Sisters is you have support from the very beginning all the way to the end. What are some of the cooler, more notable or memorable things that um... – uh, bigs and littles have have done together. Some of the ones that stand out, you go, "Oh, that's awesome! That was that was such a cool moment." Oh, there's so many. That's <laughs> one of my again, one of my favorite things about Big Brothers Big Sisters is you will have some amazing moments that stick out for you. Um, I've had bigs and littles where the big has actually been the best man at the littles wedding, which is really amazing. Oh wow! I've had the opportunity to watch. A big, you know, be at his little um, college graduation, and they were matched for, you know, 15 years there. That was really cool. Um, For me personally, my little had some challenging things happen to her her freshman year, and it was amazing to see how Big Brothers Big Sisters rallied around the two of us and helped take care of her. And I got to be a volunteer, not a worker, and um, they supported both of us through that and process, and it was amazing to watch. So another favorite thing is I we have a generations program where um, it's the older community that the, you know gets matched with a younger um, child, and that he has he's taught his little about football, and he's all of a sudden become one of the biggest Longhorn fans, hmm. and they have matching T-shirts, and it's super cool. So it it happens for all ages, and I love it. That's so cool. <clears throat> and we're talking about recruitment, how someone might get involved, the process of applying and then getting matched and what that relationship looks like as it evolves over time. And I see here, correct me if I'm wrong, but currently have about a thousand kids on the wait list waiting for a mentor. We have between all five different programs, you have about a thousand um, littles that are waiting. Um, so depending on which program you're interested in, for community-based, we have about 700. Um, our site-based kind of varies, but for our mentor 2.0, we have um, close to 200. So there's a little less than 1,000 kids that are waiting for an adult. They've stepped up. Their parents have stepped up. Their guardians have stepped up and said that this child needs an extra support system in their life, and we're here to help find it. So in other words, there is a need for the right uh, big brother or big sister. And again, you can text BIG to 474747 to get all the information uh, to get going on the application process if you're interested. And you mentioned a little bit there about how uh, the kids might get involved. Um, it sounds like that you, there's some sort of a, a recommendation process. Someone in their life raises their hands and says, I think you know, this would be good for them. Could you, could you tell us more about it from the, from the kids' side? We come, our kids come from all different backgrounds. So either their parents have stood up, they, they might have been little when they were younger and they know what a difference it can make. Um, 
we have other parents. My little sister has two great parents and amazing parents, but they knew and recognized that she needed somebody else in her system, in her um, world, and that's how I got to be a part of it. Um, but they come from school counselors, teachers, all different ways, and but none of it happens without a parent or guardian signature and sign off. We don't want there to be any, you know, kind of push or or kickback. We want to make sure that everybody is okay with them, the little being a part of it. I think it's really interesting. You mentioned there you have cases where uh, both parents are in the kid's life and, and very involved um, because I'll just speak for myself. I, I kind of operated under the assumption that all these kids were underparented and, and that's how they ended up here. Um, but it sounds like um, it, it can be for a myriad of different reasons that they think um, they should be involved. That is a total safe assumption. It's been a part of Big Brothers Big Sisters um, kind of, the notion that you think about these might be kids that are in different situations and you might be, you know, out there trying to um, step out of your realm. I guess that might be, you know, hard kids that we're dealing with, but no, our kids are amazing. They don't come from not all, not they, some of them come from hard situations, but not all of them come from hard situations. Um, like I said, my little sister, she has two parents that are amazing, but they knew that she needed an extra outlet. And she needed that extra layer of support, and they it, it's been amazing to see her grow up and see her change, then, and that's been fun. Then on the same token, I, I suppose, what's the best way for uh, someone out there who might be listening who uh, has a kid in their life that they think would be right for this? What What's the process like for them? It's the same thing. You're going to text that um, four seven four seven four seven number text big um, and they it will get you to a little application process great and they can go through the application the same way a big does that's awesome okay so you make it easy so whether you're that's interested right. in being a, a big brother or big sister or you have a kid in your life that you think could benefit from it it's the same thing text big to four seven four seven. Four seven. Okay, so I, I see you have some pretty awesome events coming up. Tell Oh my goodness. <laughs> so excited. Yes, we do have a, some amazing events coming up. So have you ever played cornhole? I have played cornhole actually. We we actually um uh we have a cornhole event uh up here at the at the radio company. So I've I've seen oh. how competitive it gets. And and I'm a football fan, so you know there's a lot of that going on in the parking lots at football games. A lot of it going on. I'm an expert at the parking lot version. Um, <laughs> I bet you are. I am great at the backyard version. I can, you know, hang with the best of them at the tailgating parties. So we came up with, we didn't come up with this idea. Our um, young professional group, our big ambassadors, came up with this idea a few years ago. And it seemed like it's finally the right time to run it. It's October 3rd. It's at Billy Bob, Texas. What an amazing venue. Yeah. And when we started doing our research and saw how competitive this really is. It's wild. How big, <laughs> how big this really is. We got a little scared and we got a little intimidated, but we've gotten some amazing support from Fort Worth community and we're running with it. We're really excited about it. We think it'll be an, a great event and a great, you know, a fun event for all. Yeah. So it sounds like uh, $30 a player, $10 general mission, and you got some great prizes on deck too 
fully stocked Yeti Tundra hard cooler. Um, it sounds awesome. Now, now, is this, like you mentioned, people will come from all over the place uh, to get involved with these things. It's, it's, it's not quite underground, but I will say to our listeners, you, if you're not aware of what the, the competitive cornhole world is like out there, um, it will surprise you um, how involved people are, and they will come out of the woodwork uh, to get involved with events like these. So, so is it um, as far as people who are in, already involved uh, with br- big brothers and big sisters are uh, the bigs and littles competing together? Is it kind of um, all over the place, either or? How's how's that going to work? It's kind of all over the place. So since we have the um, amazing opportunity to partner with the Texas Cornhole League, like you said, there's going to be some really competitive people out there. Um, so to be fair, we decided to do random draw. Um, that means that you could be paired with somebody who has way more experience than you do, but we wanted it to be fair. We wanted everybody to have the opportunity to win that fully stocked Tundra Yeti because it's amazing. Um, so that's, that's the way it's going to be a little different this year. Um, and it's our first one, so we're learning. We might go back to where people can play with their friends next year, but for this year we wanted to make sure that it was fair, that everybody got the opportunity to um, – really win these prizes and be a part of the actual tournament, you know, from beginning to start. So um, it's a random draw. You get paired with who you get paired with, and we hope that everybody has a lot of fun. I personally want to be paired with the best of that that league. Like, (laughs) please pair me because, again, I'm an expert in my backyard, but (laughs) when I see how serious this is, I don't think I'm that great. I guess so, I should say you and I obviously know about cornhole and have have played and have witnessed these big tournaments. I should have started by saying if you're listening, you're going, "What in the world is cornhole?" <laughs> you've definitely uh, you've definitely seen it before. Most os- most often, you've got a uh, two boards on opposite sides of an area um, with uh, teams on either side throwing bean bags. Uh, into holes that are in those boards. Um, so I, I think when you describe it like that, you know, people might have the image in their head, but may not know what it's called. True. You are correct. <laughs> I, we've known about it, but we didn't know about it to this extent. So right. it, you're you're completely correct there. Do you guys have anything fun planned for like uh, putting your logo on the boards or anything like that? Absolutely. There's sponsorship opportunities. There's... Um, Ways that you can put your personalized, we have opportunities to personalize some cornhole um, boards and bags in our raffle items. There's lots of great ways to, um, there's money shots, there will be the concession stands open, the gift shops are open, everything. We get access to Billy Bob's from 12 to 6, which is really exciting. Um, And it, it should be, it should be great. So that's Saturday, October 3rd. It's the Big Brothers Big Sisters uh, Tarrant County Cornhole Tournament. It is partnering with the Texas Cornhole League. $30 a player, $10 general admission. Some amazing prizes on deck. Very competitive, very fun. And uh, where where do people go if they're interested in um, in playing and attending or in being involved from a from a sponsorship standpoint? 
This is where I come in handy. I try to be as easy as possible. All they have to do is text that number, and it'll give them the exact link to register for Cornhole as well. 474747. You're kidding me. Same number? Same number. That's amazing. Text big to 474747. It gives you all of this information. You hear that, everybody? If you want to get involved as a big, if you have a kid in your life that you think uh, should be involved with Big Brothers Big Sisters, or even if you want to just throw a beanbag at a board for prizes, all you have to do for all of those things is text BIG to 474747. You have some amazing nonprofit organizations out there to support. Um, but Big Brothers Big Sisters needs your help. Tarrant County needs our fellow communities to step up and make a difference for these littles in our community. It's, Big Brothers Big Sisters is a direct way to impact the longevity of Tarrant County. And so since I've been involved with doing this show, Better Living, on Sunday mornings. I've done it a few times now. And ever since I've started doing it, our world has changed with COVID-19, right? And so since since we're usually talking to representatives from nonprofit organization, uh, chances are that COVID-19 has impacted them in some way. Uh, is that the same for you? It is absolutely the same for us. We know that there's lots of nonprofit organizations that are directly supporting COVID, but if you think about it, Big Brothers Big Sisters is also a way that's directly supporting people who are impacted by COVID just in a different way. Our kids have been affected by this, and we need to make sure that we're supporting them, we're there for them, we're answering their questions that maybe they're not hearing the answers to in different outlets. We've got to have you there for them. So. Yeah, and I don't have kids who've gone through the process of going back to school either in person or virtually right now. Uh, I do have a, a young nephew that's about school age, but you do hear that one of the drawbacks, and, and there are a few drawbacks, um, of not you know maybe going back to school in person or everyone's lives uh, being disrupted, everyone's routines being disrupted, is... Um, you know, kids and their access points to these things that are really beneficial to their lives. So I'd imagine with that, with maybe not having as many extracurricular activities going on in their lives right now, um, that that's where you guys come in in a, in a big way. That's a big area of need for kids right now. Is that correct? Absolutely. It's correct. Yes. But also just to let you know, when people think about Big Brothers, Big Sisters, it's hard because you think about kind of the commitment that's involved and, you know, you're helping a kid, but really like you, you may, you may have some, um, you may have some level of, of interest or activity with, you know, your nieces or nephews, but you may not be as involved as um, kids as you think that you need to be for big brothers, big sisters, but there are so many different programs within Big Brothers Big Sisters. I tell everybody, you have your fit here in Big Brothers Big Sisters, whether it's being a donor, whether it's being a part of our board. We have, you know, three different boards that you can be a part of here in Tarrant County. It's Young Professionals, it's the Big Board, um, and it's our Denton Board. You have four different programs that um, program that you can be a part of that's our community-based, our site-based. I know we talked about that earlier. And then we have our Mentor 2.0 and our e-mentoring. Um, that's a, a great way to be a part of mentoring, still making an impact during this whole COVID situation. 
Um, Mentor 2.0 is the one that I personally mentor in, and I absolutely love it. It's easy to be a part of. Um, it's online, so we are exchanging emails once a week. We have had the opportunity during this COVID to do some FaceTime, um, and she knows that I'm still there for her. And for community-based, you guys can do it as a big family. You can do it as a couple. There's so many ways to get involved with Big Brothers Big Sisters. Yeah, and I'll just speak from my own experience growing up uh, here in DFW. I was the oldest kid in my family, so I didn't have a real big brother or big sister. So it kind of fell on me to be the big brother or big sister in my household. But unfortunately, because of circumstances, I wasn't really equipped to that. So, you know, I'm someone who probably could have really used that influence in my life, even though I had both parents in the home, I came from a good family, all those sort of things that, you know, I was referring to back there about, you know, maybe um, my assumptions were wrong about who is exactly qualifying as a kid for this program. And I think, you know, people like my parents, you know, might have thought even <clears throat> 20, 30 years ago that, you know, hey, he's in a good home. He's got everything he needs. Um, he doesn't need to be involved with something like this. And to me, it sounds like anyone could really benefit from this as a kid. I can benefit from a mentor. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Everybody can benefit from a mentor. You know, our job is to build and support those one-on-one relationships and make sure that we're giving the biggest possible future for our youth. It's empowering that potential. And it comes from all different walks of life, two parents, one parent, living with grandparents, every single one of our kids here in Tarrant County need and deserve a mentor in their life. They need that extra outlet. They need that extra support. Mom and dad can be there. Mom can be there as much as she can. But having that extra person that you've built that trust with and supporting them is just even more amazing. It's just a great way to make sure that kid is on the right path and we are giving them the biggest positive future possible. Yeah, and you mentioned that you personally are involved in the uh, e-mentoring, Mentor 2.0. What are some of the things that you and your colleagues are are hearing from kids right now from their perspective that you may not get if you weren't involved uh, with big brothers and big sisters um, from the kids about how they are dealing with this crazy, unprecedented time? What are some, what's some of the feedback that, that you're getting? Super crazy. So our Mentor 2.0 is um, high school students. We um, try to match you with a sophomore um, uh, who's a part of the two different uh, schools that we're partnered with here in Tarrant County. And during this time, the things that she's told me and the things that she's um, explained that's happening in her world are life-changing. You know, I, I don't have Facebook. I don't have, I mean, I have Instagram, but we use it very little. But this is their world. Social media is their mm. world. TikTok, you know, Snapchat. All, she has every single one of those outlets. And I'm like, hey, honey, you, you need to kind of start separating yourself because she sees her friends doing other things that her parents aren't really letting her do. And she doesn't understand why. Um, she's seeing some news that's happening and she doesn't know what to believe and what not to believe. Uh, it's really scary. And to imagine being 14 and 15 going through that, we're adults and it's scary for us. But yeah. 
to imagine her going through that and seeing these things, her her mind, she's super smart, but how do they process that without being your feelings right on the surface and always worried and constantly your your world is changing and how is it going to affect us going forward from what you knew before this? And that was just six months ago. Yeah, well, I mean, we hear it all the time now, right, that kids today are more anxious, more stressed uh, than ever before, and it's it's the uh, there is some some data there, but at the very least, there's uh, some some fair assumption that social media has something to do with it, and and we all know we've seen all the different stats and studies and all that stuff that shows us how addictive these things are, how divisive they are. We hear um, the really tough stories about what kids are going through, and then you say you're going to be, you know, at home all the time or, you know, not going to be able to socialize or play team sports or anything like that um, as much as uh, you may have used to been able to. And I think, you know, personally, I believe here in Texas, we, we've been fortunate um, to, uh, to, to, you know, have, you know, some of the openings that we do. But again, uh, when you're talking about minors, it's it's a totally different story and, and totally different restrictions and a totally different experience, right? Absolutely. It's a totally different experience and not one that they know how to navigate correctly and right all the time. So it's Big Brothers Big Sisters is there to offer that support. Our, our social workers who are MAT support specialists who are helping the bigs be a part of this are having those conversations with bigs that they can turn around and have with their littles. And that's what's been amazing about this help. It's like I said earlier, I've been able to lean on my MAT support specialist. Her name is Olivia, and she's absolutely the best thing that's happened to us. But she's been able to give me tidbits that apply to my little sister. And then I'm able to have these conversations with her or answer these questions when she comes to me. And she has her mom and dad, like I said. They've been great, but they're watching the news, too. Mm. She's a part of that Sunday dinners, you know, when they're all talking about it. So I get the other side of it. I get where she's talking about the things she wouldn't normally talk about with her mom. You know, like, you know, my best friend's doing this or my best friend's doing that, and I really don't know how I feel about it because mom won't let me go. There's a reason why mom won't let you go, and mm. then I get to help explain it. Yeah. I think that's great. Hey, anytime that uh, a mentor, someone like you, uh, that's that's in a kid's life that can, you know, reinforce good parenting, I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I do. <laughs> reinforce it, but you know, it's different. Everybody has that mom voice. You know, when it's your kid, you have that mom voice, so she doesn't always hear it. She's kind of muted it and deaf to it sometimes. But sure. when I say the same thing that her mom said, she's a bit, she's a little able to hear me, and that's what's kind of funny about it. She's like, you know, that's what mom said, and I was like, well, <laughs> she's kind of right, but she heard it when I said it. She just didn't hear it when mom said it. So. Well, it's been a wonderful experience and a wonderful journey to watch her grow and be a part of their, her life. It sounds like it. I encourage anyone who's listening. Uh, Cassie has made it so easy for us. Well, I, I'm giving you credit. I guess the organization has made it so easy for all of us. If you're listening, if you're interested in being involved as a big brother or big sister, or you know someone, a kid in your life, in your world, who might benefit from this, you can text BIG to 474747. 
24-7. And, oh, by the way, if you are interested in the cornhole tournament that's coming up on Saturday, October 3rd at Billy Bob's, all you have to do is text BIG to 474747. Cassie, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much again to Big Brothers and Big Sisters, Lone Star, Tarrant County. This is Better Living. I'm JT from 100.3 Jack FM. We now move to the American Diabetes Association and Ruby Camarillo. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Tell me a little bit just about you, your position um, with the association, and how you got involved. Yeah, so my name is Ruby Um, Like you said, I work for the American Diabetes Association, and here I do development. So what that means is I help make sure that we have the funding to be able to provide all of the free resources that the ADA offers across Texas and across the U.S. Um, So part of that is with our Tour to Cure. Um, Other parts of that are with our CAMP programming for children with type 1 diabetes. But primarily, my job is to make sure that individuals like yourself know what our association is doing. And if they're interested in helping support the many causes that we have um, that all fall under diabetes, because like you said, diabetes has many different pillars. Um, So I make sure that they understand those pillars and that we're able to help them find the cause within diabetes that is... um, that most speaks to them. And I've done a few of these on the Better Living Show now, and I always find it interesting. Um, you know, for some people, the organization that they're involved with, uh, usually a nonprofit, uh, many of them just fell into it. Some of them, it's been a calling their whole life. Which one of those do you think uh, you fall into? Well, for me, it's a whole life calling. Um, I am Latina. I grew up here in Texas with a community of friends and family who are very affected by diabetes. So in my family alone, we have members who have suffered with glycoma. Um, I have a cousin who has had now two amputations due to diabetes. And then, of course, gestational diabetes um, has kind of run rampant within the mothers in my family who, when they were expecting, had um, a temporary form of diabetes that then led into type 2 afterwards. So For me, coming into the ADA has um, just been a way that I can help serve my community after seeing it, growing up with it um, for so long, to be able to tangibly help in the the cause. And what are, for you, you talk about, you know, building awareness um, for diabetes and and, uh, what you guys offer in the community. Uh, what are those things uh, that, that you want people to be most aware of um, as they look forward to um, m- maybe their life um, working and living uh, with it or someone close to them, a family member, uh, a close friend, a spouse, a-, a child, something like that? What What are those things that you want people to be most aware of? Well, if they're already living with diabetes, I would say that the biggest thing that you have to keep in your mind is that you can still thrive while living with diabetes. Um, a lot of people, you know, there is such thing as diabetes fatigue, people that get tired of living with diabetes and they let their health um, deteriorate because of that. But it's really important to combat that if you're a caregiver for a child or for an adult that's living with diabetes to help them 
understand um, that this is a very serious disease. And even though they may be tired of maintaining it at some point, um, it's important that, you know, you be part of the lifestyle with them so that they have healthy eating around them. You know, they're not the only ones eating grilled chicken um, and salad. Maybe you're doing the same thing instead of wanting to eat junk food yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really being part of their lives and understanding that the healthy aspects of it, it takes a team. Um, And so if there's somebody who's already living with diabetes, I'd say that that's the biggest thing to keep in your mind is that you can still thrive um, and that really, you know, you have to have your network there. So if your friends are, you know, the folks that aren't really into the healthy living, but your family is there for you, you need to make sure that you have your family, have your back, and that if you fall off track, that they're able to nudge you back in the right direction. Or maybe it's vice versa. You know, your family is the one that is a little harder to keep on track with you, and you need to have friends in a um, a fitness group on Facebook or a Strava group um, that are helping keep you intact. That's um, what you need to kind of focus on and remember that you can still have a very healthy long lifestyle living with diabetes. And so what about people, maybe it's someone like me, um, are not currently living with it or not currently um, in, involved with a family member or, or someone close to me um, uh, caregiving for, um, what what should someone out there be aware of, be looking for um, to, uh, you know, try and keep living healthy and, and long and um, more so um, be aware of as they, you know, um, uh, may step into one day having this for themselves or, or someone else close to them? Yeah, so definitely, you know, knowing where you stand. So that's kind of the, the base mark to most diseases, right, is where do you stand? That's why we go to the doctor, we get tested um, at, you know, certain points you get tested for, you know, breast cancer, for colon cancer, all these different things. And with diabetes, you want to have a test done every year called your A1C test. Um, It's something that you can have done during your annual exam. And this just gives you a better idea of where you stand. So if your A1C is in a healthy range, your doctor will let you know. That means you're on a good track. If your A1C is creeping closer into prediabetes or diabetes, then you'll probably start a plan with your doctor on how you can prevent it going into full-on type 2 diabetes. Um, so really, it's knowing where you stand and being able to take um, the steps so that it doesn't creep up on you, um, because that's something that we see in a lot of people, right? They, they're they just like, oh, well, you know, I'm not sick, so I won't go to the doctor. Sure. And they go when they're sick. Um, unfortunately, diabetes symptoms are sometimes just seen as that, just seen as, oh, I'm just not feeling well, I'm not fatigued, um, especially right now when people are, you know, you have Zoom fatigue, we're staying home a lot, so quite possibly the physical indicators that our body is giving us are often mistaken as, oh, I just feel tired, you know, or I've been just sitting around a little too much. Those fatigue issues can be a sign of type 2 diabetes. So it's important that you're still going to your doctor and you're bringing these things up to them and talking to them, being very open. You know, you shouldn't hide um, any of those symptoms that you're feeling from them because they could be indicators of type 2 diabetes. So for yourself, just trying to help prevent of course with a healthy lifestyle um, that will help prevent it healthy eating healthy physical activity but making sure you know where you stand with the numbers the actual data is so important because you don't know it may be in your family history you know down the line that you just weren't aware of that you may have had diabetes um, in your family history 
and it does have a genetic component to it. Sure. And if I can just speak for myself, I know I was one of those uh, arrogant young men who, I mean, I stayed home with pneumonia one time and didn't go to the doctor because I thought I could just power through it. And I'll tell you, when I turned 30, um, that changed forever. And and I'm living healthy and I'm fine and all that stuff. But, you know, um, I, I had to take more responsibility for myself about you know going to the doctor getting my checkups um all of those things making taking a real account of of my diet because for me personally um i, I do have some different um uh you know familial uh diseases in, in my bloodline that that i want to um look out for and and make myself best prepared for but other than that just you know little things that that pop up and and hold me back from life um that i that i had to really you know get humble and get real with myself um about taking care of myself and it sounds so crazy it should be like that's the number one thing that we should uh take care of is look out for number one you know take care of ourselves because we can't be helpful to others we can't be um good employees we can't be good spouses good parents if we're not taking care of ourselves but you know for me and i know for um a, a lot of people out there it's it's one of the hardest things to do for whatever reason oh yeah definitely it, it's really hard you know you get busy with work with kids with you know other um responsibilities and your health takes a back seat so we really want to encourage people to make sure to take some of that time to be able to focus on yourself, to at least get in touch with your doctor so that you know where you stand. Um, and if that means that you have to go and take your A1C test maybe twice a year because you do have a family history and you're really busy and maybe you're not listening to those indicators that your body is giving you, then that means taking the time to do that. So definitely encourage people to, you know, be open with their doctors and also really take a few moments every day to reflect on yourself and think, okay, is there anything different going on with my body? Is there things that I need to kind of look out for? How is my vision doing? Um, because those small indicators are really what could lead to larger problems um, with diabetes. And ask questions. Always ask questions. Don't let yourself just get in and out of there with, uh, um, with, the, with the small talk. Um, ask questions of, of your doctor. That would be my, my personal recommendation. But, uh, Ruby, you spoke about the people in your life who uh, it sounds like you had a few and very close to you um, living with diabetes. Could you just tell us a, a little bit, kind of the macro level, bird's eye view, what what is it like for people who may not know um, to go through life every day with diabetes, um, or, whether that's for yourself or, or as a, a caregiver or family member? Yeah, so um, diabetes is a disease that has a lot of different factors. So a lot of times people think, oh, well, you just you know, you have to maybe take some insulin or maybe you can't eat sweets. And a lot of those things can be mythbusters. You know, people with diabetes can still enjoy a cupcake every now and then. Um, and all of us can enjoy those little sweets every now and then. But it's just making sure that um, their sugars are in a healthy level. Um, and when they aren't in a healthy level, there are complications that we have to kind of think about. So I have grown up in a family that has primarily type 2 diabetes. Um, we unfortunately haven't had any of our family members who have had to go on insulin pumps. But in working with the ADA, I've met a lot of people with type 1 diabetes, which is a um, diabetes where you have no more beta cells in your pancreas. So you are depending on insulin. Um, it is your lifeline. And so for these people living with diabetes, 
you know, they are constantly checking their glucose. They have to, most of them wear continuous glucose monitors, which are like little, um, it's almost like a little patch that goes on their arm or on their thigh, and it is monitoring their blood sugars 24-7, and they're able to read those through an app on their phone. So with them, you know, they're very much having to be in tune with these numbers, understand the math between their carbs and what's going into their body. The same thing with living with type 2. My family is very aware of, okay, yes, I can have this cupcake, but what does that mean? I'm going to have to limit my carbs and all these other different things. So there's a lot of give and take that comes into it when it comes to diet. And then there are complications. Um, As we get older, living with diabetes, um, if it's not well-maintained, or even sometimes if it is well-maintained, these complications can creep up um, in, in the lives of people living with diabetes. So like I mentioned earlier, you know, I have a family member who has had glycoma for many years. We've experienced stroke in our family. It's a high, um, it's a very common complication, unfortunately, to diabetes is heart disease and stroke. And then, of course, there's other things like amputations. Um, amputation is, or I'm sorry, diabetes is the number one cause of amputation aside from traumatic events like car, car crashes um, for people across America. So it's a very serious disease with serious complications, and people living with diabetes on a day-to-day basis have to think about these things. Um, And so I would say that the hardest part is really being able to focus on the positive um, and not focus on all of the, the complications that could occur. So being, you know, a caregiver, for somebody who's living with diabetes, you want to be able to still help them feel like they're going to be able to thrive with diabetes. If they're going through a rough patch, maybe their A1C wasn't as great at their last visit, or maybe they are experiencing the early signs of um, diabetic retinopathy in their eye or vision is going out, that you're there to be their support system. And you did uh, kind of point to knowing the stats, knowing the numbers, are there any stats that you think people out there should just know to be aware of um, uh, as diabetes uh, affects our community? Yeah, so here in Texas, one in 10 Texans is living with diabetes. So think about your church. How many people are in your church on Sunday? Maybe 100 plus. Um, one out of every 10 of those is going to have diabetes diagnosed. Wow. And then you have to think about the thousands of others who aren't going to the doctor frequently, who maybe don't have access to health care. Um, there's going to be thousands of others who are undiagnosed, and they're living their lives not knowing that they have diabetes. It could be very fatal um, and cause some consequences there as well. And on top of that, we have countless others who are living with prediabetes. So across the U.S., we have 34 million Americans who are living already diagnosed with diabetes, and 88 million who have prediabetes. So that means their A1Cs creeping up on them. That means they're getting close to type 2 diabetes. Um, And type 2 diabetes is a preventable disease. So we definitely want people to have that number in mind. Understand that, yes, a lot of people have this disease, but it is preventable, and we can do um, everyday little changes in our lives to help prevent it. Um, and, And earlier you did mention covid And we do want to say that currently, you know, diabetes is one of those underlying factors um, of, unfortunately, with fatalities in COVID. And 40% of those who have passed to COVID have had diabetes. Mm -hmm. So when you 
think about these um, complications of diabetes, not just thinking about COVID, but think about, you know, blindness, um, heart attack. When, when you say, oh, I've heard somebody who's had a heart attack, you know, my friend or family member, think about, do they have diabetes? It's usually kind of a underlying factor to so many of these um, traumatic experiences in our lives. So don't think of it as just, oh, it's a touch of sugar. It really is something that we should take seriously um, because it can lead into some very um, fatal complications in our lives. Yeah, and to follow up on on COVID nineteen, correct me if I'm wrong, but from everything I'm I'm gathering, um, it seems like you know when we get these get this information uh, right about uh, steps to take to protect ourselves and protect our loved ones when it comes to COVID nineteen, it seems like people who are living with diabetes or may have it in their family, um, those are the people who who really need to listen and, and follow the guidelines, right? Yes, it is not that people with diabetes are more likely to contract COVID-19. We all have the same likelihood of contracting the disease, or I'm sorry, the virus. But if you do contract COVID-19 and you have diabetes, you are more likely to suffer some complications, um, and those complications could be fatal. So it is very important that if you're living with diabetes or you share a home with somebody living with diabetes, that you're taking extra precautions to make sure that you do not contract COVID. Yeah, and and we do know that, you know, it's it's different for everyone if you do get it. Me personally, I tested positive um, about six weeks ago. I never had a single symptom, tested negative two days later. Um, But we do seem to have some reliable information that if you get it and you have something underlying uh, diabetes one being one of the ones we we hear all the time um that is when the complications come into play and um we really might start to get concerned about uh getting through the virus right yes yeah so yeah like you said some people get it and not have complications my grandmother she lives with diabetes she also contracted covid um, and luckily, she did not have any further complications. But it has, we've heard it story after story. People who live with diabetes have had a harder time um, recovering after a COVID diagnosis. Okay, at the ADA, you guys, it looks like, just have some awesome events, uh, ways to get involved, ways to lift up the community. Definitely want to go over all of them. So, where do you want to start? Well, our most coming up one, <laughs> the one that's coming up the first is our Tour de Cure. So our Tour de Cure is a ride, run, and a walk event. So you can either cycle, run, or walk in it. Um, and normally we hold this event in person. But out of an abundance of safety this year, we are having it virtually. So that means that you can cycle, you can run, you can walk, you can actually get a little more creative. And if you want to do a Zumba class or a workout video in your home, you're able to do that all in honor of the 34 million Americans living with diabetes. And we really encourage people to participate. It's free registration. And then um, the day of the event, which is October 24th, 
We will encourage everyone to join us on Facebook Live. We're going to have a big festivity going on. Um, we'll have some of our campers, our board members, um, our local celebrities just kick us off on this wonderful day of festivity. And then we'll break while everybody goes to do their cycling or walking or whatever activity they choose to do. And then we'll come back for a closing ceremonies um, just the way we would at a real event. So we really want to, you know, Keep everyone in that same cadence and and have that feeling of you're attending a real event. You'll just be logging in from this comfort and safety of your home. Um, and then we want everyone to share, you know, share why you're honoring um, those 34 million Americans. Is it because you're living with diabetes, because somebody in your family is? Um, are you doing it in honor of somebody who has passed to diabetes? We want to share those stories and let everybody know that they're connected for life. You know, this is a disease that touches so many of us, and it's something that for many years has been taboo and we haven't talked about it. It's been a little bit, uh, there's been a stigma behind having diabetes, and we want to break that and let people know that there are millions of Americans like them who are living with diabetes or affected by it, and we want them to know that we're here as a community. So that's really why we encourage people to join us in this tour to cure um, and help us raise some funds to continue all the free online programming that we have. And if you want to get involved with the Tour de Cure, and correct me if I am wrong, Ruby, it is www.diabetes.org slash NTX Tour de Cure. Did I get that right? Yes, that's correct. Awesome. So that's where you need to go if you want to get involved with that one. Now, tell me about Project Power. Okay, so Project Power is a new camp to us, and we're so excited about it. We ran Project Power um, in person last year. And when we opened registration, we had 200 slots available for our children. It was our pilot year, so we wanted to test it out with 200 campers. And we sold out within 20 minutes. It is a highly faster camp. Um, and what Project Power is, is essentially an interactive program where we are utilizing nutritional education and fitness education for children. Um, there is a family component, so families are able to attend. That's mom, dad, or grandma, whoever is helping caregive for the children can attend. And what we want to focus on is diabetes and obesity prevention in children ages 7 through 13. So earlier we talked about how one in 10 Texans is diagnosed with diabetes. Well, we're unfortunately seeing the numbers here in Texas go up for children diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. Mm. So that is um, that preventable type of diabetes that we talked about. That is the reason we actually don't call type 1 diabetes juvenile diabetes anymore because we are now seeing type 2 in juveniles' lives. So Project Power is really a camp where your children can learn those nutritional, um, just I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, Project Hour is really that camp where children can learn all of the nutritional and physical education that they'll need um, as they grow into their teenage years, and they'll really be able to use all that education throughout the rest of their lives. So we'll talk about, you know, what does it mean to create a healthy plate? Like, talk about the relationship between food and their bodies and, you know, hey, if, are you eating because you're happy? Are you eating because you're sad? There's a lot of different aspects that go into food and how we relate to it. And Project Power is really great because we're able to not just encourage kids to 
think about what they're putting into their bodies, but we're also able to encourage them to do some physical activity in the way that's best suited for them. So right now, kids love those TikTok dances. And hey, if doing a TikTok dance is going to get you up and get you moving, we are all for it. So we're really excited to launch that. The best part is it's 100% free. So children um, can attend this program free. It is virtual right now because um, obviously we want to be considerate of people's um, safety levels and their comfort in being in person. So the program is a virtual after-school event. So that means that they log in twice a week. They get to hang out with kids from all across the nation because this is open to children across the nation. So kind of like when we were young and we used to have pen pals and we could (laughs) write to people in Michigan and Virginia and wherever – this is the new pen pal. They're able to log in and they get to see their friends that are maybe living in Portland or in Utah or wherever they are. And so it's pretty cool for them to be able to meet people from different backgrounds as well as um, hanging out in a virtual space that's, you know, with kids that aren't in their school. So just the way we would have extracurriculars for kids and we want them to interact with folks outside of school, this is a great way for them to do that in the virtual space while also getting that diabetes prevention education. We want the parents to get involved. Parents are more than welcome to join in on the Zoom calls with their children. There are some sessions um, that are part of the camp that are specific for the parents so they could get some refresher education as well if they're not able to join in for all of those calls. So it is a great way to kind of get the whole family involved because it really does take everybody to be part of the team and want to lead that healthy lifestyle. And it's free, and this Project Power seems like an amazing way for those kids to get involved with this. And for free, www.diabetes.org slash Project Power. And Ruby, I know you guys are such a, a, a full-breadth uh, organization at the American Diabetes Association. Uh, but beyond uh, these things like uh, the Tour de Cure and Project Power, um, I know you guys provide resources. So uh, what are the, some of those resources we should know about um, or where people can go uh, to find out more about those? Yeah. So our website, diabetes.org, is really a plethora of information. It just got a huge refresh. So if you visited it before, I would encourage you to visit it again because we have added a lot more information. Um, And there's everything that you'll need to know about prediabetes, type 1 diabetes, type 2 diabetes, and gestational diabetes. Here at the ADA, we cover all of the forms of diabetes. And then, like I said, we do have resources for caregivers as well. Um, One of those resources that we have that's really important and I would encourage everybody to do is our risk test. So it's very easy. It takes 60 seconds. It's seven questions. And it really just kind of helps put you in the mindset of where do I stand? Of course, it's important to go to your doctor and get that A1C test. But if you're somebody who hasn't been in a while and maybe you're starting to feel like, oh, you know, let me just figure out a little bit, see where my risk level is. Visit diabetes.org backslash risk test. It's a minute out of your day, seven questions, and it will tell you if you are more at risk or less at risk to have type 2 diabetes. If you are at risk, it will ask you to put your zip code in, and there you'll be directed to a list of our partners across the um, area, across your specific area, I should say, that are what we call diabetes prevention programs. So they are certified through the ADA. They help... um, 
people who are at risk for diabetes prevent it. Um, there's also diabetes management programs that are listed there as well. So if you already have diabetes, you can attend um, classes through these other providers. So some of them are free. Some of them are at cost or at low cost. But I would definitely be, go take the risk test and find out what those diabetes prevention programs in your area are. Ruby, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I always uh, feel smarter after these things. So thank you for giving me and our listeners all of this fantastic information. American Diabetes Association, uh, the Tour to Cure, Project Power, and all the resources, including the risk test. It is all there for you at diabetes.org. Ruby, thank you so much again for your time. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. I'm JT of 100.3 Jack FM. Thank you again for joining us. Tune in next time as we focus on other organizations doing great things in our community right here on Better Living.